A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, Chris Evans here. Thank you for downloading this special edition of the podcast. This week, we spoke to a man who needs no introduction, but we'll give him one anyway. Dapper Dave, it's over to you. He's had his fair share of all right Saturday nights, and he's still standing. Slap bang in the middle of saying farewell to the yellow brick road and clutching copies of his brilliant autobiography, Me, it's Sir Elton John and Chris in conversation recorded at the Royal Academy of Music earlier this week, and they start where it all started. Elton, tell us about Miss Dodds. Miss Dodds was the secretary of the Royal Academy in uh, 1958, or probably before and after. But when I came to the Royal Academy in 1958, she was the secretary. She was a very um, Miss Jean Brodie kind of character, but um, quite tall and terrifying. <laughs> and um, and if you had to go and see Miss Dodds, you just went, oh, no. We all had a teacher at school that you didn't want to go and see, right, if you were called before. Miss Dodds was, ran this place with an iron fist, and she was brilliant. But she terrified the life out of me. And you said you used to come here and smell fear, and now you smell joy because it's changed so much. Tell us about that. Well, in, in 1958, when Elvis Presley had started and rock and roll had come in, and even jazz and musical theatre were frowned upon, obviously, big time here. It was only classical music that was thought to be music. Um, and, of course, during the years, it's changed and it's changed, but it, it's changed in a brilliant way. And now it has courses for jazz, musical theatre, pop, songwriting, classical. You can do anything here as long as you train um, and, and learn classical music as well because that's, that's always got to be in the back of your talent is the, the, the classical training. But, you know, everyone wants to be a classical musician. Now it has the opportunity, if you come here, and it's the most fantastic place to come here now, you come in and you can, as I say, you smell the joy, the camaraderie of the students. Uh, you sat out there and you, you saw them. It's brilliant. I've never seen you more engaged in an interview situation in your life. Well, it's very, it's very moving for me because I, I sponsor eight kids uh, every year here and I've been doing so for quite some time. Um, and it gives them the chance to do something. And, you know, it's when you, when, when you come and sit and talk to a bunch of people, a bunch of students like that who are obviously having the time of their life, it moves me so much to be still associated with this place because I never dreamt in a million years that I'd be a, a professor here or a, a doctorate or, you know, RAM, a, a fellow of the Art Royal Academy of Music. That never crossed my mind. But it's wonderful to be associated with it still and help it achieve the goals that it never used to have set in its kind of in mind. I bought the organ for it with Ray Cooper we played for the organ um, we, we do a lot um, there's more to do in 2020 we're going to hopefully launch a new initiative to get kids in schools to be able to play music a lot of music curriculum has been taken out of schools and so it coincides with my 75th birthday and the 200th anniversary of the Royal Academy of Music that we're going to start doing something different and, and a new a new adventure and I, I also love the fact that you talked about music now you've talked about your songs I've heard you do that loads of times, but you, you always stop. When people actually talk about music, you, you sort of stop, and you couldn't stop here because they, no. you're not allowed to stop no. here. And uh, people have said, what happens when you write songs? And you always stop at the point where you say, and I put my hands on the keyboards and I just hope something happens. Yeah. And here today you went a little bit further, you know, and 
in the film, we, 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 we've seen in the film, and I've read in your book, that you talk about the universe and you talk about calling. And today you mentioned God a couple of times. You know, what is it that happens when you lay those Elton John fingers on those keyboards? I honestly don't know. Chris. Oh, come on, you're not allowed to say that now. It's something that filters through me, um, and I don't know why. But it's something spiritual that comes through me, and I'm—I literally do put my hands on the keyboard, and there we go. And if it hasn't come together within forty minutes, I stop and I go on to another one. Um, and it, there literally is no plan; it's just—it's a chance, and I don't—I can't explain it. It's otherworldly. All right, let's go. Let's go geographical, right? But do you hear it in your head first? Do you feel it in your tummy first? I, I don't do you hear feel any it in melodies. Your f- okay. Don't hear any melodies. So, what no. moves? Is it the fingers that move first? It's, it's the chord, the first chord I hit. Right. And whatever chord I hit, well, I hit the E flat when I played when I wrote your song. Yep. And that was it. Da 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 da. That's what I played. And you say you don't think in sharps, you think in flats. I haven't got a clue what that means. Well, I, I'm more uh, because I'm a piano player. I'm drawn to uh, sh- uh, flat keys. Guitarists are drawn to sharp keys. E, A, and B is what guitarists write in. Right. And I, I do sometimes write in E and A for my guitarist, but I prefer to write in E flat, B flat, D flat, F, because um, it, it sounds different for me on a piano. Are you addicted to music? Yes. Do you find music not so easy? Right, mm. but do you find music almost as natural as breathing? That therefore the rest rest of life seems almost incomprehensible. I can't ever think of a day where I don't play music, and it's it's become a fixture within my being. Um, it, it's not an addiction. It's kind of um, it's what's helped me get through my life, through as, as a kid, through sorrow, through a lot of pain, and especially when in my addictive years, I used to sit when I was um, doing a lot of drugs and, and knowing that I was in a helpless place and listen to music and cry. You know, I used to listen to Don't Give Up by Peter Gabriel and Kate Bush and say, no, I won't give up, I won't give up. So it kept me alive in one respect, um, but it's always been there. It's my alter ego. And because it's so deep and so rich and so beautiful and, and so connected, is that also sometimes why you had to anesthetize yourself? Because in, in many ways, you had so many receptors going. It was so difficult to cope with how fantastic life is. Would that be about right? Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's been there during the good times and the bad times, and um, it's always there. It's not, a, not a, a, as I say, a day goes by. I do, you know, like you, I do a radio show, and I do one every week. So I listen to music every week, and I choose what's good and what's bad. But I, it, that's not a chore. It's what I love to do. I keep up. You, you more than keep up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I keep up and I love to keep it up. It's the young that inspire me, Chris. I, I'm not inspired by – I love Nina Simone. I love Motown. I love Elvis Presley. I love the Beatles, the Stones. I know all that stuff. But what inspires me is hearing something new. You think, God, that's really good. Like a Sam Fender, for example. And you think, Jesus, this guy's good. And he's yeah, you 25. You said Lewis Capaldi today. What about Tom Walker? Same thing. I think Tom yeah. Walker is phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. All these young people are writing songs. Um, and they're inspiring. When you said there are some songs I never want to play again, which would which might they be? My crocodile rock. Yeah. Bitches back. Yeah. Don't let the sun go down. Okay, you? just those, just those ones. It's just you know, <laughs> it changes some you know it, it. But crocodile rock, you know, thank you. 
Yeah. yeah. No, I doubt the, the audience love it and it's fun, but it's like, no. So in the film, what, what, the way it starts off in the it's film, brilliant. I love that film. bit. That's my favourite bit. And I bit. would say, why are you using Crocodile Roy? And then it works perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked to Paul McCartney last week and he's writing the music for the brand new It's a Wonderful Life musical, yes, which right. you know about, I would yes, imagine. I yeah. And he said it's so different. Um, You've obviously done it before. Any tips for Paul McCartney? Uh, you just got to be prepared for um, disappointments along the way. There's going to be songs you might lose. Um, He's already said that to yeah, me. Yeah, there's going to be songs you might lose that you really, really like. Um, and then they're going to change round and they're going to change positions. But that's the thing about writing musical. You, you, it's a collaboration. And as you get into the, the process of it, you see why it's happening and you see the necessity for it. Um, but it is different and you have to leave your ego on the table. So um, you just have to, Except, I mean, there were two songs in Billy Elliot, as I said out there, that I was crushed that they, they uh, one was called Only Puffs Do Ballet, and the other was called uh, <laughs> Good Night Grandma. Um, and how did Only Puffs Do Ballet go? Can you remember? Only, uh, not Only Puffs Do Ballet, some of them, uh, oh, I can't remember. Um, I can't remember now. <laughs> and not Only Puffs Do Ballet. Some of us, are, uh, I can't remember, but it was great because that was the line where Wayne sleep. Wayne sleep, he spent as a five, 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 five note. note, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Goodnight Grandma was when Billy was saying goodbye to his grandma when he was going down to the Royal Ballet School, and it was beautiful. Um, 22 years ago, Tantrums and Tiaras was out. How less mad are you now than you were then in your journey of sobriety? And uh, could might there be a follow-up? I was thinking about from Tantrums and Tiaras to, to Rocket Man and the School Run. What about that? Um, well, we're going to do a documentary um, the last, uh, on the last bit of the tour, and David's going to do it. Right. Um, so it'll be like, I'm still mad as a hatter. No, I know that, but, I know, you, but you seem um, a little more peaceful. I'm more peaceful, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm... I'm still bonkers, um, but the kids helped me with that. You know that. You know, your dad, the kids have just made everything completely different. The nice thing, I think, is because you've got David and because you've got the kids and because you've got something you probably thought you'd never have. Oh, absolutely. And you were so blessed with music. And, you know, as blessed as you can be with one thing, you can still think, you know, in your darkest hours, I've only got the one thing. I don't have an alternative. I don't have a safety net to my safety net. But now you do. Yeah. Ten years ago, David said you would have, I wanted to die on stage because I didn't see anything. We were just going to be two gay guys going around the world, you know, leading a wonderful life and not having a purpose. Um, and because we tried to adopt these two young kids in the Ukraine and it didn't come about, um, then we sat down and said, well, this young kid in the Ukraine is saying to me, you can be a dad. So um, what are we going to do about it? So we decided to go the surrogate route and have our own children. And it was the most incredible decision I've, you know, I've made. It's just changed my life completely. And here I am now, two years away from the last show uh, on the road. And you've got to stay fit enough and well enough and alive enough to be a granddad now. Yeah, there's pits of me dropping off right, <laughs> left and centre, Chris. I mean, there's hardly anything of me left. But I'm still, I've, I'm the fittest I've ever been. I've got, just had my medical results done. I'm great. The boys keep me fit. I just, it just gives you another purpose. It's all about them now. It's not about me. It's about how they're growing up, how we can raise them in the best possible way. And there's not one minute of the day or second of the day that I ever regret the decision of having children. I absolutely love it. 
you said you'd be happy. You wouldn't be happy, but if you wouldn't be unhappy if you ended up playing piano in the Holiday Inn in Swiss Cottage. I, uh, that's my eighty-year-old persona. I'd be Gloria doing <laughs> the High Priestess of Gloom in a fishtail dress, singing misery song, torch songs. Yeah, like I, in a voice like that. When was the last time you went to the Holiday Inn in Swiss Cottage? Um, I went to the Holiday Inn in Swiss Cottage for an event years and years ago. I don't know if it's even still there. Yeah, of course it is there. Yeah, yeah we yeah. stayed there the other night. And the pub around the corner from where you live, right? Mm. Have you ever seen the sign outside that says Elton John tribute acts on a Friday? Yes. Have you ever been tempted to just? Mm, go, oh no. come on, no, you that, must have no. been. That, for me, is just the most horrific thing in the whole world. I yeah. think that's why they keep putting it there. I just yeah, think I know. he's like, got... How many times have you seen that sign? Oh, a lot of times. Every time I pass <laughs> it. Yeah, as you go up Crimp Hill. Yeah, it says Elton John impersonator. Yeah, by the Friday. bike with the flowers in it. Whoa. Um, so can you just uh, tell us briefly about the Halifax town visits and the, the chant that you talked about today from... Well, yeah. Was, that's funny. It was just... After I'd come out, and the day I came out actually was in Rochdale. Um, I flew down from Edinburgh, and my mum was with me. And that was the first football match. But then years later, about a couple of years later, we played in Halifax. And you know, I'm sitting there with my mum and the board of directors, and we're just settling in our seats after halftime. And the Shea is a very small ground. and um, but it, So you can hear everything that's said. So about... Three or four hundred of these uh, supporters, Halifax supporters, just gather in front of us. Practically, I could practically touch them, um, and they said, "Don't sit down while well, Elton's around, or you'll get a penis up your ass." And so the <laughs> Watford director's wife said, "What are they saying?" And I said, "Oh, nothing." nothing. <laughs> but you know, I have to say that when I was chairman, it was good-natured banter. They, I never had anything bad done to me, and I, you know, I knew they were going to take the piss. So if you're sitting down at West Bromwich and there's 25,000 people singing, Elton John's a homosexual, la, 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 la. <laughs> you just wave at them. And they give us a wave, you old puff, and I just waved. And I never had any problem. In fact, it was just, it was. Now it would be considered to be outrageous, but I considered it to be good-natured banter in those days. You were asked for your, the best advice you could give a young musician today. So would you just give share that with us again, please? You've got to play live if you want to have a career. Record sales will go up and down, and people are so fickle now when you're young they'll drop you like a, a five pound note on the floor and uh, you've got to be able to play live and believe in yourself but play live okay and the best piece of advice George Harrison gave you stop putting that marching powder up your nose <laughs> and how long's it been now Huh? How long has it been there? 29 years. Congratulations. 29 and a half. Congratulations. Yes. Thank and the you. nose is still there. <laughs> it is. And so is most other things. Yes, most other things, okay. but not a few of them, no. All right, pal. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thank you. Very much. That was great, Chris. That was really good. That's lovely. Thank you. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Thank you for downloading this special extra edition of the best of the Breakfast Show with Sky. And if you haven't already, you can subscribe for free to get our best bits every week.